You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus. dot com slash acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing. Welcome, Crudem. This is your intro. It's a live intro straight into the uh, the podcast well, we're today. We're doing these now, aren't we? Because yeah. like, for, like, we, we, we promised this is literally back in uh, like October that we were going to start doing a few just mano and mano, didn't we? And then we didn't. We had guests. Yeah. So this is our opportunity at the start of our hundred, the turn of the century, just doing a few. The turn of the me, century, I like that. Me, me and you time. Yeah. Because you know it's nice, isn't it? It's nice to be nice to each other. And talking about being nice to each other, I walked into your house. Yeah. And first thing I said was, "Oh, like your jumper, mate." Yeah, thanks. And then you ripped straight into me about my t-shirt, didn't did. you? Yeah. Is is it pink or salmon? I think it's too saturated to be salmon. Yeah. I'd say pink. Yeah. Look at look at how cool the back is. Oh, cool yeah, and skateboarder, isn't it? That is really quite cool, actually. I didn't see that out of back print. Yeah, thanks, mate. So it's just my default setting. It's just like, oh, Chris, let's just say Yeah, I haven't seen you for like a week and a half or whatever. Been being a rad dude, haven't I? How, how was your rad holiday? Oh, it was really good. So I went snowboarding for yeah. people who probably don't know who aren't on Patreon and seeing weird pictures of me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was amazing. Just three or four days of just. Off pace skiing with Mark Irvine. What's oh, that right, mean? it was with me lads, not 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 Molly. No, no, just me and Mark, just me and me and me um me other half. Yeah. Um, and it was brilliant, and I didn't break anything. And every time we go and we come back, and I'm broken anything, I feel like I've, it's like an extra present. Yeah. On top of snowboarding as well, so lovely. Really recommend it, mate. Really recommend it. And and the week before, I was at a Warhammer convention because I'm such a, I really am a cool dude. So. I met someone yesterday that was discussing. Um, fighting fantasy and yep. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Did you get lost with it? Or no, no. I, it was it was of an era that I remembered. Um, but then he just went off on something with Pip, and they were just getting all excited about goblins and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, I did. I got all excited about it. So yeah, that was my. That's been. I've been busy. So before we get on with today's top five, we should say thanks to seventy six for producing this. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> And, and hello to everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network. Yeah, and also we're going to have Brad on. We're going to actually do 76 and Brad are coming on. on the t- We're recording the 25th, I think, of Splendid. this Splendid, that's correct. So that's correct. groovy. And shout out to our wonderful sponsors, Love Beer, Charles, Giles, or yes. Chaz, as you like to call him. Chaz, we're going to go with Smokey Woodboy. Um, Smelly Wood We will kid. definitely have Charles back soon. Yeah. Um, I think... It'd be good to have Charles and Luke Van Boom, both our sponsors, in oh, for, for an episode. Yeah. Um, they're both over in Kent. Um, we I should... think we should take them out for a little jolly and record something fun and exciting. I no, because that'd involve us spending money, whereas generally Charles turns up with a massive box of really nice beer, yeah. rather than us taking them down the pub for four cans well, of Carlsberg. I've Carlsberg. still got tickets for that escape rooms that we haven't booked in. Okay. So that's so we could, we could do, do that, that after. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm up for for anything fun, um, and we should at this point say enough respect to uh, Bang Boom Creations, our oh. other sponsor, for the fucking incredible videos he's been knocking up for That's us. So funny. The three featuring Big Papa Jay um, advertising our Patreon account has gone through the roof. The amount of people that have headed over to Patreon to listen to them episodes because we could. 
we cannot put their episodes out for general release. You can't. You need to. We can't put it out on Acast. We yeah. can't. We can't do it. We can't put it out for general release it's, because it's. Uh, it's in ways it's substandard, but in other ways. <laughs> In it other is. ways, it's the best. Po- I think it's probably podcast gold, and I think it is. Some yeah. of the things like hashtag Where's Tongi is, yeah. is is I'd lost my absolute mind. It's that. equal parts shit and brilliant. It is, yeah. Uh, and and that won't make sense unless you've heard it. Um, you might go out. You might eat steak every day, and your steak might be the Joe Rog- Rogan podcast. It might be you know distraction pieces, or you know. But if you want, oh, you know, did you run out of podcasts then? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, off the beaten track, there you go. That's all three. I know. Um, so you might go and have, you might go for decent podcasts every now and then, but it, you know, you're still going to want a burger every once in a while. Yeah, and that is welcome to hardcore listing. Yeah, and that should be maybe our sort of slogan for this there, year. There's going to be more stuff with 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 just I'm sure in mm. in, in the coming months, and and uh, it'd be lovely to get Justin and. and Love beer back in the room again together. Oh yeah, um, but yeah. So that, that, well, there's a shameless plug for our Patreon account. Mm. So over there, uh, we, we was getting. It, if you've not had a look, it's like another social media. So you go over there, and if you like Hogwarts, and you sign up, and you know as little as like seventy p a month, and you get like content. And if you pay a little bit more, you get another episode each week. Yeah, and you can suggest them episodes. Um, you can suggest that we do top five podcasts or top five whatever, and we'll. we'll, we'll you know, we can do stuff like that. And the beauty of it is, is all the little comments when we post them is, are amazing. Like literally there's one I had to pull over on my way home oh, yeah. when people started saying, where's Tengi? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and just seeing people, like literally this this week, well, the last three weeks, putting out that that episode over the three weeks, yeah. we've just spiked on the Patreon and it's, it's, it's brilliant that people are, supporting what we do it's really really nice and as much as we are putting out some bonkers stuff over there and we're also putting out you know just straight up chats and yeah and and you uh, most of the time it's just me and you yep. and it's 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 that I, I think it's, it's some of the best stuff we do and i think it's crazy that you know we get loads of downloads and we've had loads of new subscribers yeah over the last three or four weeks when yeah. it's just me and you yeah people are putting up with your lisp I know, and I um know. You it's, know my crass sense of humour and and um, volume. Yeah, I'm uh, quite loud, uh, aren't I? All right, so can I just quickly say? Yes, you can. Talking about the one of our uh, patrons who pulled over and was was cracking up, uh, Kevin Putman. Yeah. Who's always a regular contri- contributor. Yeah. Um, Kev asked me to put a shout out to him um, and a GoFundMe page right. that his his uh, friends doing. I'm going to put some links on our Instagram social media f- for it. Um, but it's uh, GoFundMe.com and it's Nine for Nora, and it's basically a charitable cause where they're doing about nine challenges um, to raise money um, f- for basically a, a situation that's quite sensitive and, and, and dear to Kevin and, and one of his best friends. And I, I want to put it up on Instagram and maybe we'll give some more details. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, okay. that. All right. Completely. Um, cool. So talking about Patreon as well, this week's top five just for Acast yeah. is um, actually picked by one of our patrons. Oh, okay. So it was picked by Cole Jones, I believe. Cole, yeah. Uh, Cole has um, picked some before, I believe, as well. I think we've done some of Cole's before. I think people are getting annoyed because Cole's had his more than his fair share of top five selections. Of and all the I've... Patreons, Cole's the cleverest then. Uh, so I suggest the rest of you, fuck off and get educated. Buck your ideas up. Maybe do a Rubik's Cube. Get smart. But then if they get smart, they're definitely going to unsubscribe. So. Definitely. That's a good point. They'll go and start listening to like Pip stuff yeah, and things yeah, like that. Yeah. Scratching yeah. their chin over yeah. bloody Jason Reed, say, um, stop and search and stuff like that. We yeah. don't want that. No, no. We we want to keep the dumb dumb. We want to keep you dumb <laughs> and giving us your money. Spoon feed you this drivel. Right. <laughs> Today's top five. So we went with Carl's top five uh, two-piece bands. Yes. Yeah. So, Do you know what? I initially just thought of one, which I guarantee is in your top five. Okay. And then I just thought, shit, what else is there? And then I just started switching the eras. And then I just thought, oh, my God. Some of my favourite bands are two pieces. So um, you start, mate. Well, Carl, I mean, I did this. And then as I wrote my top five two pieces, which you're right, there are a lot. 
I then started going, hmm, do I, what do I consider a band? And then I thought, some of my favourite duos aren't always strictly just drums and guitars. Right. So I was sneaky and I started slipping in other genres yep. other than strictly yep. just band music. Um, because some of my favourite two pieces are when you... Cock and balls. Yeah, cock and balls. Um, is when two people come together and then they start making music that I don't didn't expect or I think sounds really good when they combined. So my you first... you pushing the boundaries here? I am pushing the boundaries, yeah. Right. Go on then. So my first, my first favourite... Sort of like two-piece duo. <laughs> Do you know what I've got written here? <laughs> Joke for jokes. Oxide and neutrino. <laughs> I've got a few more of those as the... Uh, of course as you a, have. Um, I'm going to say Danisak versus Scroobius Pip. Why? Fuck me. Do you know what? I didn't even think of that. <laughs> well, the, well, the re- reason why you didn't is because I have immediately gone, oh, good idea, Carl. I'm not going to do two-piece bands. Yeah. I've got a long list there, and I'll, I'll give a big shout-out to all of those. But as my sort of like top five list started scrolling them down, it sort of transfer- transformed into that, and I felt it was more interesting. Yeah. So I sort of went that way. Right. So, so um, fuck you, Carl, and everyone else listening, this is what I'm going to do. When I never expected, when Scroob started writing and he was putting bits and pieces together and he, you know he, I don't know if it, most most people have heard his original stuff that he mm. did obviously he wasn't with Dan at the time no and he was putting it over like some of his own little hip hop beats he was sort of making himself over other bootleg stuff or over jazz like tracks yeah so when I heard Dan do a remix of Angles and it was all really broody, sort of like whirring dance music. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. I did not expect it, because Pip doesn't wasn't really into any electronica stuff in in in, in that respect yeah. regards. Um, <coughs> Dan was, Dan was and had been for years. Fan, like yeah. when Dan was like, I think Dan was trying to get into my clubs when he was about fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. He he got me into Joy Division. Like yeah. he was listening to Aphex Twin and stuff, and I was thinking, this geezer's fucking listening to music way ahead of him. Yeah. Like you know, it was like most kids were jumping around to fucking Limp Biscuit and yeah. stuff like that. And that Dan was was digging deep. Yeah, he did have. He, you could tell he had decent music taste, Dan. Uh, decent. That's very subjective, but you could tell that he was serious about how much yeah. his passion for music yeah, is yeah, a better yeah, way yeah. of framing that. Um, yeah, no, definitely he was. He, he was making stuff with Pip that I never thought that they'd start making. Letter from God to Man and yeah. stuff like that. Um, it just sounded it just sounded bloody amazing. And I guess there's that added coolness of it being your mate. Yeah. I guess. But that being said, I'd loved the whole evolution of how they sort of came about and the music they started creating. So in terms of live, they put on an absolute smashing live so- show. Yeah. And Dan kind of is the drummer in a way, isn't he? Because he's producing the beats. So yeah, that's kind of how I sort of like crowbarred yeah, Dan, this Dan, in. Dan, Dan does the beats, mm. and Pip just does that talking stuff. Talking, talking, talky stutter, doesn't yeah. he? He doesn't yeah. start that much on stage, which is no. not much of an opportunity to, to take the Mickey out of him. But <laughs> so there, so there you go. I just love the fact that we've just picked our mate up for about five minutes, and obviously we hit a threshold of like. Eh, we've said enough nice stuff about him yeah. there. Let's oh, just be fucking horrible. Str- what can we go for? Oh, he's, hasn't, he got a, hasn't he got a stutter? What's the chink in his armour? Oh, he's got a stutter. Let's just that. be really horrible <laughs> about <laughs> that. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, there we dear. have it. Uh, Dan and Scrooge's fit. I think uh, a, a great a great outfit. And, um, yes, really enjoyed their music. So, well done, Daniel and, and uh, Scrooge. Yes, congratulations. Go on then, mate. What, what have you got? Cart the Unstoppable Sex Machine. I don't even... Have you just made that up? No, I haven't. Hoots, can you say that again? Uh, Carter USM or Carter the yeah. Unstoppable Sex Machine. Oh, wow. So, Carter the Unstoppable Sex Machine, for those that um, aren't aware of their uh, incredible music, uh, were a indie guitar... The scene we was referred to as is uh, sometimes referred to as like the Grebo scene. Um, it was Jim Bob was the front man, real name Jim Morrison, changed it to Jim Bob, uh, and Fruit Bat. 
Um, Jim Bobby's a friend <laughs> of Pip's, I believe. Uh, really? And uh, and they, they, they kind of sort of come out around 1990. I would have thought that um, some, some, some of the big hits were... I mean, they headlined Reading. Um, they've oh. had, they had a number one album. Um, and their music, uh, some of the hits, Sheriff Fat Man, After the Watershed, uh, Only Living Boy, New Cross. And it was... Jim Bob um, was a guitarist and singer, and Fruitbat was also a guitarist and done backing vocals, but all the music was programmed. Um, later on in their career, they did then do a, a, a live band, but initially it was all just a, a you know programmed music um, right. and, and live guitars, and it was aggressive, and my dog is going to go absolutely mad in a minute because my parents have come to pick my door up, and he's no. going to bark. There, there we go. Is. Zavi doing her yeah. job as she should. He... <laughs> I can't believe you're still referring to my dog as uh, just... as a woman. But, um, What's it matter? Yeah, so Cardi on Stoppable Sex Machine. Um, I saw them um, many times and they were absolutely fantastic live. And and it was just that they, they were a band that, that come from that era where bands would have, you know, shorts and, and loads of skatewear. <laughs> oh. It was always lots of sort of skatewear. It was colourful. And 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 oh, I just I just loved them. I, I I thought they were so brilliant. The album Thirty Something, I don't think was a number one album, but the follow up to that, um, the album was called Nineteen Ninety Two, the Love album, that went to number one. Um, and 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 yeah, absolutely fantastic right. band. Um, so yeah, I thought I'd I'd, I'd start one off with Cart the Unstoppable Sex Machine. And can you remember there was the reference point? I appreciate obviously you're younger than me, mm. so. One of the things that they become very famous for was a Smash It's Awards one year when Philip Schofield was presenting Fruit Bat run on stage and rugby tackled him to the ground. <laughs> no. Oh, it's, it's on lots of the kind oh. of moments of the 90s things on Channel 5 and things like that. But yeah, that was something that sort of put them in the, in the public you, domain more. Would I be able to so see that on YouTube? I'll definitely have yeah. a shout out for that, yeah. But, um, but yeah, you should check them out. The music's amazing. Uh, I can't believe I've never even heard of them. There you go. Number four, Chris. Um, I'm going to go with Daphne and Celeste. Of course you are. That's a great shout. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Well, stick you, your mother too. And your and daddy. They <laughs> deserve to have piss thrown at them. That's uncalled for. Oh, they deserved it, mate. I really did. Right, so I'm going to go with uh, my first favourite two-piece, that got, like, um, which is the White Stripes. See, that's the one I initially thought, yeah. and I thought Glasson's going to go for the worst. Yeah, like, like I, I don't really. I mean, I don't know if they're even doing much these days. I really don't. But I remember when I turned about twenty-one, I started listening to them, and then for five years, I was absolutely obsessed with the music that they were making. I couldn't believe how talented they were. I think Jack White. Um, <coughs> Poetically, with his lyrics, is great. I, I love the quaint lyric, lyrics that he writes, and I think he's a fucking um, awesome guitarist. I'm not who's saying coolest, What's Jack that? White or Jack Black. Who, who's cooler? Yeah, Jack Black, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like that. That's a, that's the one for another like two piece yeah. actually. That's on my. Uh, I don't know if it makes my top five. Old Tenacious D. Yeah, yeah, good point. Good point. Because it's like they're like a comedy sort of thing, but they're fucking amazing performers. And then you've got Flight of the Concords as well. That's another very good point. See, I don't get White Stripes that much. I, yeah. I, I don't dislike them. No, no, yeah. yeah I remember fun. when I first heard, I think the first thing I was probably fell in love with a girl. Yeah, great song. And I remember the, the sort of Lego video and thinking, mm. wow, this is yeah. noisy. But at the time, if I, I hope I get my dates wrong, when they exploded yeah. was around the time that the Hives and the Strokes yeah. exploded yeah, as yeah, well yeah, yeah, yeah. and the yeah, yeah, yeah there was lots of really yeah, good music come great, at once <clears throat> and as you know I don't like my riffs nah. and whereas the Strokes and stuff like that lent more to yeah. the music that I grew up loving sure. I think the White Stripes it's, it's obviously rooted in blues, blues and, yeah. <clears throat> and stuff like that and it's just not my bag no, but no. 
you know, my doorbell was a good tune. I, I, I can't, I don't like. Do, 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 or Seven Nation Army. I did, it. but I mean, it's just that it saturated so much, yeah. and the amount of yobs mm. that sort of do, do it on the football pitches yeah. and that, it just, it, unfortunately, it tarnished it. But it was great, the, the amazing reason, music. The reason video. behind that is probably because it's so infectious. Yeah, definitely. And Apathy did a good hip hop remix of it. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, now looking back. I don't. I never go back to it. I never pick it up. I never listen to it. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, yeah. But when I was inside it, and when I just used to listen to it, and Meg's like drums and stuff like that, I would. I fucking loved it. Black Math. There's so many tunes that I just thought were were epic, um, and they were they were pretty young. And yeah, it just it just blew me away for a period of time. I obsessed over them. I really did. The, the whole thing. I, learned, like, I, I had a drum kit in my bedroom at the time at uni, and I would learn like like some of the drumming on it. Obviously, not to that standard, but I mean, she's not famously known as one of the world's best drummers. She's not Travis Parker, is she? But the branding was solid, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Like they had all that down. Like even their album covers and all that, the red and whites and the blacks with I, it. It's very good. I did see that um, the the Strokes are playing in London. In, I think it's in Victoria Park. Oh wow. Um, this summer. Really? And the raconteurs are on the support. Oh, right, great. And that was Jack, wasn't it? Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. with Bre- uh, Brendan Benson. Yeah, I like the raconteurs. And uh, I saw, Bre- I met Brendan Benson. He played in the South End. Did and he really? uh, Yeah, there was hardly anyone at the gig. No. Um, a few few people, myself. Phil Jupiter was there at the time. No. And uh, and yeah, like I quite liked Brendan Benson stuff. And then he done the raconteurs. We've yeah. moved. And the, Steady as she goes was the first single, wasn't Steady it? Steady as she goes. It's a great yeah. single, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the rest of it just washed over me a little yeah, bit as well. Yeah. Like, but yeah, no, I think when I, I think a, a lot of people, when you say two-piece bands, will, will I think the White Stripes is always to never going to be far from honest, the, the radar. I had to be I honest know. with myself and 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 not pretend to think that yeah. I didn't spend five years fanboying over them. So yeah, okay. your, what's your number four, mate? Um, I'm going to go for the Pet Shop Boys. Ah, oh, I've got them as a special mention. Yeah, it's a yeah. good shout, mate. Really good shout. I'm going to go to Pet Shop Boys. Um, the aforementioned cart on the Unstoppable Sex Machine done an amazing version of Rent by the Pet Shop Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have done top five 80s synth duos um, mm. because I could have had OMD. I, I have got another one in there. Um, and there, there's so many bands that in the 80s were, were, were generally a synthesized player and a front man yeah. and and I think that the Pet Shop Boys are massively over overlooked yeah um, as for their contribution to music I think Neil Tennant's songwriting is unbelievable and I expect it to be good writing he was the writer for Smash Hits for years so had yeah. honed his, his craft on pop yeah and what works and I think the bass line to West End Girls oh. is just something else. Don't, you know, don't, it's, don't. it's, 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 even though it's called West End Girls, it screams New York. Yeah. And it's, it's just brilliant. Suburbia, what have I done to deserve this? Love comes quickly. Uh, oh God. Being boring, like amazing records. Um, left to my own devices. I, I, there's just so many. Amazing Pet Shop Boys records. Rent, It's a Sin. They're just... Uh, uh, how many bands can have that... A greatest hits that contains that many songs that, you know, uh, people of many generations will know and be familiar with. And I guess, like Pip, a very unique style of delivery. Yeah. You know, it's part singing, he, part... Digging out his star again. No, no, no. No, but part singing, part spoken... Like mm. you know, and it's Neil Tennant raps at times. I guess he's yeah. West yeah, End yeah. girls yeah, rapping. Yeah, yeah. I don't it's know. Kind of is. It's a little bit like you the Bondi rap in it in a way. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm. Which I believe was the first rap record to ever get to number one. Oh, wow. uh, but yeah, I, I think um, the Pet Shop Boys are amazing. When I was younger, I couldn't really dial into them, and yeah. I, I, you know, I, I liked quite hard, harder stuff when I was younger. Yeah. And I was just like, there's no appeal for me in the Pet Shop Boys. And the videos were way too art house for me and stuff like that with all the crazy costumes and that. And then as I got older, like my, my, my tastes matured and 
softened and I wasn't always yeah. looking for in your face rap where they're talking about AKs or yeah. metal or and yeah I, I must say like they are as you say Neil Tennant is pretty pretty fantastic song and like. you look at I've been watching I always like to watch old episodes of Top of the Pops or one was on when you turned up today um, and I saw them on there doing um... jewellery isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I can't think what it was, opportunities or something like that. And I'll just look at Chris Lowe. And he always looked cool and still looks cool. But I was watching back, and when you watch these old episodes of Top of the Pops, everyone looks dreadful. No one has like dated well fashion-wise. Chris Lowe had a stussy sweater on. Yeah, mate. And a boy cap on. Yeah. Cool jeans with turn-ups and whatever kicks he had on. And now you just think... Wow, I'd, mate, rock, I'd rock that now. Like... It just looks so cool. Yeah. And I was like, mate, like, yeah. that was, you know, and yeah, love them. Boy and Stussy are such amazing streetwear brands, Completely. I think, even now. Like, the, the whole culture of Boy yeah, and how that came about. Um, and in 87, there was a lot of people wearing Boy as well. Yeah. Boy George wore a lot of yeah, Boy at that yeah, point yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, amazing. Fucking good shout, mate. Number three, Christopher. All right, so I'm going to, like... I went into like okay, sort of. I guess Scrooge and Dan are a bit hip hoppy, and Chuck and Demas and Pliers, Millie Vanilli. But I, do you know what? I thought I was being really clever with this one, and then when I did my whole like, have I caught everything? And I'm missing. Am I missing any out? Yeah. They were on loads of um, people's. Uh, um, sort of like best, best you have a two, up, pieces. two pieces. Then. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and it came up a lot of um, a lot of men's hairy anuses, and I realised I it had type like spell checked it to ring pieces. Ah, right, yeah. Because oh, I'm often writing that. Yeah. In messages, um, and it's outcast. Good shout, mate. Like, I wish I'd have seen outcast back when they were sort of like doing like. Atlians and uh, Stanconia because they like bombs over Baghdad. Life oh, would have mate. been something special, yeah, wouldn't it? Definitely. Like they, those two, they have such different styles to each other. Yeah. Like Big Boy and um, Andre. Andre Three Thousand. And I must say, I'm probably a bigger, I'm probably more of a fan of Big Boy than I am Andre, which is probably not the normal. Thing I think, I think that Andre's got a little bit more glitz and glamour about him. But yeah. Big Boy's a fucking <clears throat> insanely good rapper, and I just love the concept of Outcast as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I just kind of like what 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 they are. I just yeah. think that, that aside from the music, I think they're they're smart, aren't they? And yeah. they they push boundaries within within the realms of hip hop. Definitely did, yeah. Andre particularly um, in sort of like you know his fashion and that. Yeah. But like you say, like their performances, their live shows are just something to behold. Yeah. Um, and I've just it's one of those ones that out of all the sort of like rap 
uh, people out there, like Eric B and Rakeem and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Who else did I have on it? Have you got any other rappers in your sort of... Uh, no. No, no. So, you know, Sage Francis and B Dolan, all those guys, amazing performers, but I had to give it to Outcast. And I, the reason why I stuck with it is because when I went online, as I say, count time and time again, Big Boy and Andre 3000 were yeah. coming up as... Um, shit hot performers and like you say like tunes like Bombs Over Baghdad would be good even like when they did Speaker Box and The Love Below mm-hmm. there's some really good tunes on that uh, Ghetto Music I thought by Big Rosie's Boy Rosie's amazing yeah Rosie's is good um, obviously Hey Ya no one's no but one let's really not overlook that, you know I mean? let's not overlook Hey Ya right yeah. again that's as we mentioned before with um, The White Stripes you know these songs become irritating because they're played to death yeah. and and Outcast again were one of them bands that their music transcended clubs. You could, you'd hear that in every club you yeah, went to, definitely. but you know that get played in an indie club. It wouldn't matter, and because it was so good. Yeah, yeah. And I remember when I saw the video, I was like, "This is spectacular." Yeah. And you ain't gonna, you're probably not gonna want to hear it anymore because no. it. And, but it was so good, yeah. and and then that's the reason that you end up getting sick of it because you can't move for it because everyone's, no, exactly. everyone's rinsing yeah, it. It's just and everywhere you turn, man. And But like when they released that, I really did like Big Boys, like a lot of people go Andre 3000, but Speaker Box, I thought was the shit. Yeah. And uh, Ghetto Music, I thought it was such a good song. He's such a good rapper on it. Good music video as well. He's a postman. Um, so yeah, uh, Outcast, mate. Um, was I going to give a shout? Oh, also on one of their records, I think it was Speaker Box, Killer Mike's on there. And the other rap duo that I really was close to uh, putting, the sh- making, putting, replacing instead of Outcast was Run the Jewels, which is Killer yeah, Mike and LP. Yeah. I mean, there's no one, there's no cooler rap group ever. I don't think, I really don't think, I think yeah. they're the shit. I think LP is an ins- insanely good producer who now really stands up in his own right as a rapper, I think. And obviously Killer Mike's you know, a fantastic rapper himself. So there's never been a cooler rap group than Run The Jewels, I don't think. Yeah. Great logo as well. I was thinking about that, like for, for hardcore listing mm. and how we do our logo and stuff like that. You know, it's like the, the yeah. fingers and the chain. Yeah, it's great. Um, and whether or not we could do a play on that. Anyway, Outcast it was, and I am digressing. Good choice. Good choice, mate. <sighs> All attention. Oh. While we're having a think, I'm going to give you a little present. Okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say wham. Oh, okay. That's a great shout, mate. Um. Yeah, that's a very good shout. Uh, I don't even know if I'm a big wham fan or not. Um, but I, I think the, the growing up when I did, there was nothing bigger than wham. They were huge, and you know all the girls loved George Michael's, mm-hmm. and, uh, and you've often said he is the epitome of a rock and roll star. He's he's way more rock and roll yeah. than uh, than the, than the Gallagher's or anyone like that. Mm. If you buy into that perception mm. of that being a cool, yeah, if yeah. that being rock and roll, yeah, you know yeah, excess yeah. and yeah. and some you know strange behaviours, <clears throat> and uh, but you know Wham were were, were, were something. You could not move for Wham. Do you know what I mean? And 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 I think <laughs> things I like a t-shirt. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm your man and uh, freedom, um, edge of heaven. Like they're, they're really good pop songs. Mm. You know, I, I I don't ever need to wake me up before you go go ever again. <laughs> and last Christmas, what a brilliant mm, Christmas record. Yeah, and uh, and you know, the, all of that led. You know, to uh, listen without prejudice and praying for time, which is one of the greatest records yeah. ever made. And and yeah, and I just I just loved everything that that Wham, the perception of what Wham were. You know, it was like they were just having a good time, mm. and they wanted to sort of bring everyone along for the for the ride. See you later, Layla. Bye, Bye, Layla. And uh, yeah, and so that that was something that. I don't know. It was like it just reminds me of every school party I ever went to, and you know, any anyone's house we went round. If we ever went round girls' houses, they would always have posters of Wham on their wall, and Wham would be playing. And and like I said, I could have based all of my duos on the eighties. Yeah. And uh, and even though their music 
would never feature in my top hundred yeah. bands or anything like that. I just think for the the, the, the impact that their music and had on my upbringing and social yeah. surroundings in, in whatever way I form it, it, it filtered through, then, yeah, that, did, for that reason, I'm going to throw them in there. Good shout. Did Brosh try and fill their boots? Was that was that the goal? No, I don't or? think so. Well, Wham had split, I reckon Wham split in 86 because they put out the album Final and they done, I think they finished, I think they finished their career at Wembley Stadium with, with a show. I think so. Um, and, you know that's that's some serious. If you're you're deciding your last show is going to be Wembley Stadium, mm. that's that's unbelievable. And uh, yeah, I, I and and I think well, let's talk about Bros, right? Mm. Because I, I, I considered them. You seen the documentary, right? No. Oh man, uh, I've been away for three weeks, man. I've been being like, a dude. Well, it was on at Christmas, like, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, really. Yeah, fucking hell! <clears throat> it's on the iPlayer. Just treat yourself because it's it's one of the most amazing things you'll ever see. Um, it's just one of them things, Bros, that fascinates me. It again, it was everywhere. You couldn't move for it. But I think by then I was starting to find the music I was excited by. I, even at that um, age, I remember when Bros came out, and one of my mates had my, one of my mates had them on his wall, and I was like, yeah. "Why have you got Bros on your fucking bedroom wall, mate?" Yeah. Because girls seem to be absolutely. Why wouldn't um, they be? They're yeah. beautiful men. Yeah, yeah, and, and and make no mistake, his fucking voice was mm. ridiculously brilliant. And and if for pop music, when will I be famous? Mm. I owe you nothing. Yeah. Great pop records. Yeah. And yeah, I, I I think I'd read his book. I read Matt Gossie's book years ago, uh, when I was about nineteen. And it's it was a a bleak, jaded portrayal really? of like you know of fame it, and what and, yeah, and of, of finding out about their sister's passing and things like that. It was really fucking horrible. And their sister's passing. Yeah, she their sister died. She killed in a car crash, and they got picked up and were told they had to get back to the family home. And at any given point, there was like three hundred girls outside their house, their mum's house. And as they got out, they were screaming stuff at the brothers about their sister before they'd even found out that they're she died. It's fucking dark, man. Oh. And like, and they they released a single called Sister. Um, but yeah, it was like, it, it, and I, I do think like, fucking hell. We 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 well, we bumped into him in Vegas, didn't we? Mm. That was yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Me and Big Papa Jay. Uh, you have to listen and, to and the Carol. Patreon episode to hear about what happened there and uh, uh, the tryst that him and his wife have made with. Of course, yeah. So that's all on the Patreon episode mm-hmm. with Big Puppet. I knew, as I was saying, I was thinking, when, I'm sure I spoke about this yeah. recently. It was yeah. that night, yeah. So yeah, that's that. That's an interesting uh, conversation. So I, I, I won't go into that. Head over to the Patreon to uh, to listen to our dealings with Matt Goss in <laughs> Vegas. Um, it sounds a lot more glamorous than it actually is. Um, but yeah, and then the documentary is, is brilliant. Like it, it, it's unreal watching it because it's either a stroke of comic genius or it's just tragic and I think yeah. it's it just leaves you in the middle just thinking part of you feels a bit sorry for them part of you thinks have they read a million and one self-help books and never got past the first yeah, chapter yeah, yeah, exactly. there's a lot of jaded sort yeah. of Vegas on yeah, them yeah. A, lot of, a lot of platitudes on there emotional yeah. platitudes yeah, I'm brilliant. Not seen in the trailers. Absolutely, but brilliant. it was brilliant. I think it was Matt. Was it Matt or Luke who was in Blade Two as the vampire? Luke. He was fucking wicked in that. And yeah. then that was it. That was the one film he did. And I was like, Oh, he's, he was... d- he's done a lot more. And he's and he's he was working on one at the beginning of this documentary. And uh, well, is it I, bad? I, 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 oh, I've not seen the film. And I'll put it this way: from what I saw on that that documentary, I don't think I'll be queuing up to. Uh, oh, uh, mate, it's to a shame it. he smashed it in Blade Two. But yeah. there we go. Uh, what are you going for for your number two, mate? Oh. Fucking hell. Well, okay, so I'm going to go um, for, um, yeah, Royal Blood. So this is the last, this is the last of my actual, bat. I, I, I could shout out, like, I, I want to shout out Blood Red Shoes, who yeah. we've had on, obviously, on the podcast. Slaves, I think, are really good. Slaves uh, are my honourable mention. Yeah, um, I'm going to say Sleigh Bells. Do you remember Sleigh Bells? Of course. Um, and I don't know, there's one... That I don't know if you'll pick it, um, so I, I, I won't say the other one. I, I, you know, from that. The only the only other recent two piece that um, 
Oh, this isn't a re- these oh, aren't right. well. Oh, right, sleeper mods. I was going to put sleeper oh, mods Oh, good in. shout. Yeah. Yeah, nice one, man. Um, so, um, but Royal Blood, are the for me, are the epitome. They were the newer version of the White Stripes for me. Like, how loud you can get from just... One of our first sponsors as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was really good. I really enjoyed doing that sponsor thing. How loud you can get with just two of you, one on drums and one on guitar, is fucking mind-boggling. Yeah. And it almost, it makes you think... You don't really need anything else. Like no. if, if if there's only two of you, you've often said that when you were in a band, it was hard to get everyone in a straight line wanting to be committed to it as much as you yeah. were. Because well, if there's only two of you, there's a lot less fewer balls to juggle, isn't it? And, like, and it's also again quicker to potentially find a creative um, common ground because yep. it's not five of you trying to input it or whatever. I think it's really exciting that. I think that, yeah, it's like when Pip started making his music and he's like, well, I didn't have to rely on anyone. And it's like, when there's only two of you, again, he's like, there's few of you to have to worry about, yeah. you know? I think that's really exciting. And I love the idea of the adventure of you and the mate in your garage starting to put some jams together and then going, fucking hell, this is working. But I do think a lot of bands probably do still have that at its core you yeah. will always have one or two at the core of the band that will sit opposite right, each other and write the yeah, songs yeah, yeah, yeah and i think once yeah. you've if you that's the the hub of it and then obviously a lot of people will then bring their parts to it yeah um yeah i do think there's, there's there is always a, you know if there's two of you and you can make the racket that slaves and and, and roll blood uh, you know and and, and blood Rituals can do then you're on a winner. Definitely. You don't you've got no flotsam and jetsam there. It's just yeah. like it's just all killer. Yeah. Yeah, and Blood Red um Royal Blood do that for me. Yeah. I, I think how they write their songs. I've mentioned Loose Change before, but I just and even their new well obviously their new record, I just think they're really fucking talented. Um shout out to who, who else was I gonna give a shout? Miles Kane and um Alex Turner, who did Last of the Shadow Puppets. They're all right. Didn't like them as much. No, um but not interested. Not a big fan, eh? What Ooh. don't you like about those two? Is it their personalities or their music? A bit of both. Oh, do you know what? Like, I quite liked. Well, I remember the Rascals, like Miles Kane's band, mm. and I remember thinking <clears throat> they're all right. And at that point, the first Monkeys album had dropped, which I thought was fucking great. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> the Arctic Monkeys started doing riff stuff. <laughs> and then he put out some stuff I didn't really like. Then he put out Inhaler, which I thought was amazing. Mm. <clears throat> and then, oh, I don't know. You just see him like dressed in really stupid shit. Like, I'm just, I'm just not into it. I'm just not Do into it. Do you think it. they're over, overly sceney? Like they're trying, they're, they're trying I don't to be really too know. Cool. Whatever it is, I just, I, it ain't me. Yeah. And uh, but then I'm 45, so should it be me? I don't know. Well, I think uh, you're quite a good judge of these things, mate. But yes, Royal Blood. Um, I think they make enough noise to. Uh, to to fit a five piece, and for me, that's what a two piece band should be. So, Good shout. yeah, it's my number two. Good shout. Um, well, I'm going to get an honourable mention in quickly before mm-hmm. I go to my number two, and I'm going to do a shout out to the Proclaimers. Ah, um, and uh, specifically, Sunshine and Leaf, which I think is a, mm-hmm. a heart wrenchingly wonderful record, um, sung by two Scotsmen. Singing with their accents, which is refreshing. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, a good shout. We've, and you discussed that on previous podcasts. Can't remember yeah. what one, but yeah. Um, What's your number two? Simon and Garfunkel. Ah, yeah, good. Yeah, fair, fair shout, mate. Um, it was one of them albums I had on vinyl when I was very young, and and it was always Mrs. Robinson that I wanted to hear mm-hmm. because I think maybe that was one of their more infectious poppy hits yeah. I think I probably heard Art Garfunkel's voice on Bright Eyes when I watched Watership Down when yeah. I was a kid um, but there's tracks like The Only Living Boy in New York and America yeah, which just blow me away and I, and I, I like how with what they were writing then that you can picture it like Homewood yeah. Band like Stand at the railway station, particularly from the destination, and like everything that he was singing, it was like it is the ultimate album to like, it, you know, not that I ever done it, but if I was to go backpacking, like that's 
that's your Jack Kerouac. That's your. That's what you need. You need the best of Simon and Garfunkel, <laughs> and and I just think they've got so many fucking great songs. And as much as so many pillbacks have done it on X Factor and things like that, Bridge Over Troubled Waters, a fucking amazing yeah. record. That's a very um, that's that's like our New Year's Eve song that we as a family all used to get pissed and sing. Beautiful record, yeah. absolutely beautiful record. Um, oh, Cecilia, there's. No, I, I just yeah. I mean, if if I was to get up a, a list of Simon and Garfunkel songs now, it, you know, you'd just be like, oh yeah, of course that one, of course that one, because yeah, just 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 brilliant. Um, not a massive fan of either artist in their own right, but I think Simon and Garfunkel just had some beautiful fucking records, and and America blows my mind. Uh, yeah. Simon and Garfunkel no, they, they, when I was doing the Google when I did my Google catch yeah Simon Garfunkel keep, kept coming back up yeah. and they do because they they just they have released so many songs that are anthemic yeah. really for yeah for for all generations yeah brilliant brilliant you you an acoustic guitar and, and a nice vocal if you get that right then you're laughing surely yeah uh, you, you know and if you throw a band in the mix then you can only add to that but if it is very core I think that's the case with like any good song I think if you can listen to this huge band playing all this stuff if you can then just get the songwriter sitting with an acoustic guitar and play it and sing it and it still sounds great then that's a good song in its, yeah. you know the bones of it yeah is, definitely is, is great so what's made the top spot for you Christopher? Uh, Mulligan and O'Hare <laughs> brilliant Oh fucking hell! Just as soon as you said Simon and Garfunkel, like I couldn't help but give a shout out to Vic and Bob's Mulligan and O'Hare. Oh, Vic's tits are amazing. <laughs> I literally spent last Friday watching Vic and Bob outtakes on YouTube, and the Catterick ones trying to make Matt Lucas laugh. A fucking just, mm-hmm. it, I was hurting how much I was laughing. Uh, God, I love Vic and Bob. My rose has left me. <laughs> Yeah, it's really funny. And there's one of their songs, well, I'm over here. I'm over here. I'm up here in the tree. I'm so high you cannot see me. And there's another one where, I can't remember, but he says, where are you? And he says, over there, by the beef burgers. <laughs> and I literally, I, I, I think a bit of pee came out of me when I first saw that. It's fucking oh, epic. So my favourite two-piece is, um, in terms of a, as a band... But departing from it a little bit, Chemical Brothers. Good chat. They hit my number one. Like, fucking hell. Like, I, there's not many other bands I would like. It sounds crazy, but it's, if, if, you could, if I could pick a career, like looking back in terms of production and that, like I, I, Chemical Brothers just, oh man, I, I love their music. Like they, they came out in that big beat scene, didn't they? Sort of a roughly around the time of like Fatboy Slim. But Prodigy they've been, they've huge. been like doing stuff already, haven't they? As Dust Brothers. Yeah, and Dust like, Brothers. Yeah. They've been, you know, making a name for themselves, haven't they? Yeah. Doing some fucking amazing remixes and stuff. Yeah, and, and then they had to change it because obviously there was another duo called the Dust yeah. Brothers and that. And, Every one of their records, probably their first five records, are amazing. And as much as I obviously have, have, have talked about how much I love the Prodigy in that, like the Chemical Brothers' first like four albums to me stand up. And 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 whilst I think the Prodigy's tunes, they, they are slightly different in terms of their production values and that. But for me, they were my two favourite dance music bands. Thing I think the fundamental difference is, <coughs> excuse me, got a bit of flu. Um, is the, with the Prodigy, you had a a visual, didn't you? You had Keith Lynn at the yeah. front. You had Maxime. And so it, it as much as the Chemical Brothers live are, are mm. amazing because mm. you'd you'd always have yeah. really good visuals and yeah, stuff, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you didn't have... They weren't a band as such. They in, in like the, you know, if you had yeah, the constraints... Yeah. If, yeah. You know, the, yeah. uh, we talk about a band as, a, you know, as, as something to watch on stage. Yeah. They, were, they were behind their you know, computers yeah. and their laptops and, and whatever, like making the music happen. Yeah. Whereas the Prodigy was obviously a fucking raucous rock and roll show, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah for and sure. And I think that's why 
and the music's not that dissimilar in, in regards to its huge beats and, mm. and makes you want to fucking crazy. I think some of the Prodigy's best stands out more for me. But in terms of consistency across yeah. the records, I think Chemical Brothers oh, have smashed it, mate. Oh, mate. It is like all yeah. those ones um, that like towards the, that close off a lot of their albums are yeah. just fucking mind boggling. Amazing. Amazing. And um, and and so yeah, I I remember the first time I ever saw them. Me and Jay saw them. I think what was it V ninety seven? Went in the tent. And it, it started, I've said this story before, I'm repeating myself, but it started with just a black screen and then different order saying, work it out, brother's gonna. Yeah. And eventually started saying, brother's gonna work it out. And then it started doing the back, the, yeah. the, the, the tune to that and then the the vocals to it. And it was like, yeah, like you say, they weren't at the front of it dancing around, but the visuals were always yeah. so on point. I don't know. In terms of two guys who just, I think, work well so so well together and have produced so much, good, such an insanely good back catalogue of dance music, it does blow my mind. Yeah, it I'm really you know, does. Totally like, agree. It's, there's so each song is so layered, and they have such variety in it as well. Yeah. If you listen across the records, I can't help but uh, tip my hat to them and say shit. They're, they are probably my favourite two-piece duo. If, if you're talking of any of any yeah. sort of combination. Those two fucking blow my tiny mind, and I've I've I've, I've spent many an hour listening to them or, or or festivals dancing to them and stuff like that. So that's a solid yeah, shout, mate. Man. Yeah, shout out to the Chemical Bros. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Do you want your present quickly if you go into your number one? Okay. So while I was snowboarding, right, I found these little bad boys in one of the supermarkets out there. Oh. So they are curlies, right. but they are all in. Just like all in French, and I like the thing is because I don't exactly know, I didn't bother translating. I think they're peanut curlies, but what happens if they're not? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Jew. Should we open them and try them? Go on, let's open them and try them. Well, I'm going to put the mic down. Bear me a second. So she's going to open up the uh, the veritable. What are we saying? Peanut? Yeah? Ah, oh, but these ones are better because they're in French, so they'll taste better. Oh, we be We be That's the ship. Mm. Oh, mate. Thank you very much. That's right, buddy. Oh, fucking great. I'm sort of on a carb... Um, sort of ban at the moment oh you're going to be a laughing holiday um, <laughs> you're number one the Reynolds girls um, who are they no they're not really um, <laughs> um, I, I'm going for erasure do you know what I didn't even think didn't even come to mind um, for a few reasons I guess um, A they write great pop records yeah um, B I really I think Andy Bell's got a great voice. Yeah. Um, most importantly, Vince Clark's one half of that band, and yeah. he's Essex Royalty. Um, and a little respect's one of the greatest pop records ever oh, made. Oh, it is. Um, oh, it's such a great tune. And they were the first band I ever saw in a a, a, a proper band like field. I, I saw them at Milton Keynes Bowl in 1989, and supported by. Adamski, was not was, what? Electribe one hundred and one. I can't think who else was on that bill, um, and it was just amazing. And Andy was amazing to watch, like visually, 
the outfits were amazing. It was beyond camp. It was just brilliant. Mm. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was at the time they just put the album Wild out, which had the singles Blue Savannah, You Surround Me, Drama, um, uh, Star, I think was on there. Um, but yeah, and to, to hear them play hits like It Doesn't Have to Be, Sometimes, um, Stop. Like, they're a band that were not short of a fucking single. Like, they had... And you forget, like, just how big they were. Mill and Keane's Bowl for a two-piece pop act. It was absolutely amazing. And I, and I I loved that band. I was obsessed with Mute Records. Um, I guess because of the Essex connection between Vince mm-hmm. Clark and Depeche Mode and things like that and It's Reb. And, and, yeah, and, and Erasure, for me had all the kind of good bleepy symphy sounds yeah. that I liked from the stuff that was on mute. But it also had the really sweet pop melodies that I loved from yeah. other stuff I was hearing in the in the early to mid eighties. And uh and yeah, I was absolutely thrilled to end up, you know, getting to meet him and and, and and put an event on with them, so it was it was perfect. Which again, I think we might have touched on yeah. uh, on the on the Patreon episode, but um, yeah, I just think again, like the Pet Shop Boys, if you was to buy the best of Erasure or the best of Pet Shop Boys, every song that come on, you'd be like, oh fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah, because they're just great pop records, and and as much as I like weird guitar music and whatever else I, you know other stuff that I, I like to get lost in musically I love perfect pop yeah and growing up in the the mid to late 80s you didn't have to look no, that far definitely. to find it yeah. but then when you look at the pop bands whether you look at Wham Aha Erasure The Pet Shop Boys Depeche Mode as much as they were pop bands we now look back on a lot of them maybe not so much Wham but you realise that, you know, they weren't the Backstreet Boys. They weren't just a load of dross thrown together. I was just, just going to say this, know, mate. It was like they're, they're songwriters. Still, it was they were songwriters, and it was yeah. it was art, it was the art form was there, yeah. and it wasn't and the and and, and wasn't I don't manufactured. think the bottom line the bottom line wasn't money. Yeah, the bottom line was writing beautiful music that was popular, yeah. popular music, and and that's what they did. Absolutely, and, and so that's that's why they get my. My number one. That's a great shout, man. And that's going to now be my um, playlist tonight at work. That'd be good. Best of you, Rosie, mate. Can't go wrong now. Have a nice holiday, Christopher. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm off to Fuerteventura. That's nice, sir. Yeah, well, the weather don't look that great. So um, I'm just going to have to, you know, find other things to do. That sounds really creepy. That was so (laughs) creepy. Sorry, Molly. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it, mate. So yeah, I can't wait. And then, um, then I'm back, and then I've got no more holidays planned, and it's uh, back on the graft. And, and my work contract ends eighth of March, so we're gonna have more time to do some, do some sexy stuff together. Well, so yeah, we will. But it'd be rare that we will both have time. Yeah, I know, and that's because we've never had that. So no, we, we haven't. We, we can uh, we can do all sorts of exciting stuff with the yeah. podcast and the Patreon yes. stuff uh, and Redshift. So. Yeah, yeah. Exciting times ahead. Great, great top five. Carl, thanks very much, mate. Yes, thanks, yeah, Carl. Um, Carl, you're basically blacklisted from making suggestions now. You, yeah, you, you've, you've maxed. Yeah. You've maxed. Um, yeah, thanks uh, ever so much for listening. And um, as you've heard us mention many, many times throughout these little references to, which weren't which weren't set up, they just happened mm. to uh, happen, um, references to the, the recent mm. Patreon episodes and... As much as there is them crazy ones over there with just and and and, and stuff like that, there's probably forty episodes now. No, we're nearly fifty now. Fifty episodes. So if you go over there, and I think to get access to all of them is going to cost you about four quid. Yeah, it's, it's ten dollars a month. Oh right, so, okay, yeah, so. about seven quid, and then and then you've got fifty episodes mm-hmm. to just go. And, if you are that desperate to listen to my lisp and his noisy voice, go and get stuck in over there, and. Uh, 
And yeah, and anyone that you think that would be fun to have on here as a guest, um, the best thing to do is at them on Twitter or on Insta and uh, and make, yeah, let's let's start knocking on their doors because uh, we want to chat to some some more interesting people this year as well. Yeah. Thank you, gang. Bye. Oh, yeah. I just want to quickly tell you about this magazine. It's called Pod Bible. Now, Pod Bible is the new essential guide to podcasts. It's put together alongside Spotify and Acast, and it's a one-stop shop to tell you all about the podcasts you maybe know about, but definitely about a load of the podcasts that you probably don't know about that we think you should know about. I mean, in the first edition, there's interviews with Adam Buxton, interviews with Craig Parkinson, um, there's features on Jade Adams, and there's just an abundance of information about so many exciting podcasts that are out there. Also, Spotify have given us these amazing little codes. So if you do get a print copy, you can just turn on your Spotify on your phone, scan the little code, and it just automatically opens up the podcast on your listening device. How good's that? If you haven't managed to get a print copy, then just go over to www.podbiblemag.com and read it online because the digital version is all over there and it's all free. So every other month there'll be a new edition out. So go and have a look and support us on the social medias as well. Podbiblemag.com It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast.